Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, before we head into today's episode, I'm so excited that today is the final day to sign up for the She Nets Worth course, the hairstylist guide to going independent. I've been working on this for the last year. You would be a founding member and doors closed tonight of my first launch. So be there or be square. But today's episode is someone I have wanted to have on the podcast for a year, Gina Devine, prepare to be wowed. Let's dive in. All right. So today we have Gina Devine on the show. She is a spiritual worker and so much more. I, I, I kind of hesitate to call her a hairstylist because like so many of us, it's like you're so much more than a hairstylist, but it's in your blood. It's who you, it's always going to be a part of you. So I feel like it's fair to call you a hairstylist. Yes. Fair. Very yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I've been following you on Instagram now for, I would say like at least four years and it's been so cool to me like you you definitely are one of my like guests that I've like thought about periodically through starting the show a year ago and wanting to have you on because of what you represent and how I feel like you you found a way which I feel like is so hard for hairstylists in general myself included to to like honor who you are and be in a certain profession that I think so often we forget ourselves yes yes yeah it's very well I mean centering and feeling um, worthy of what you do is always an issue, I think, for us because a lot of what we do is not natural to our core being, right? Like all the time, no matter what your career is, I feel like there's facets of everything we do that we're performing for. So a lot of times it's hard to shed that mask off, even if it's a well-intended mask. It's hard for us to like stabilize ourselves in who we really are while also doing the thing that we think makes us worthy to be who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I feel like I didn't even know, I have an episode where I just talk about the masks that I wore behind the chair and there were years where I didn't even know they were on like the humor mask or like the complimentary mask or just like being like entertaining mask or just like there's so many different things we do and I don't even think it's so subconscious that we don't even know we're doing it. And then when we do, yes. I feel like it can kind of be a, a hard blow. And that's what I so admire about you is that I've watched you kind of in, I feel like in a really tasteful way, kind of like show your transformation on um, Instagram into being more private, pulling back mm-hmm. a little bit from doing hair, having you know, like your spiritual side kind of take more of the forefront. And I sometimes say like, um, when people are surprised at how I'm showing up and they're like, well, you didn't want kids and I'm having a baby. And I'm like, well, I don't know that I gave myself permission to be who I really was. And I, I think that maybe sometimes people think they, they knew us, but they knew the avatar that we've been. Yes. And also people need to remember that some of us view things differently. So for, for like, for instance, you can talk to someone who looks at social media influencers. Let's just say the word, even though I think we're post influencer in the world right now, people who look at branded content are going to assume things about the human being that exists behind that branded content. Right. 
But we don't often ask that person what their intent is or what the reason is that they're even utilizing the platform in the first place. Because if you turn off everything, your podcast, your phone, your social media, everything, you're still you, right? So in essence, there's a, there, there has to be a reason that you utilize this space, especially when you're a creator. So I think that intent changes as your purpose changes, as you grow, as you evolve, as everything happens. And, you know, when, when people curate, cause people like to say curated content as if it's almost like people kind of apply a negative connotation to curated content. But for me, it's like, why would I want someone to not utilize their private space to project the things that they intend to project? You know, it's, it's very much like the tool evolves with us. We are utilizing a tool to show our evolution and the things that we're choosing to do as we go. Um, so it's very rare that you'll ask someone who's doing awesome things, like why their intention is to post that or to do that or to be that. And it's more often that we just judge prematurely. So like, for instance, with that person who was saying, oh, you never wanted to have a baby. It's more like, they don't really know your true soul search or internal look inside yourself for who you are and what you're searching for. They don't really know your pure, real intent of what it is that you want to do with your life in general. And it, that can change at any time. So you're, it only is natural that your visual projection of what you care about is going to morph with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's where like, I think it's really cool. Like, the way like some of the words that you write like I don't know if that's come out of like kind of getting kind of more in tune with yourself but can you talk about that a little bit because like I feel like like you found a way to articulate what so many of us feel and how you know like people sometimes I, there was a quote that you posted recently that was like we're almost like people are, are sometimes in our lives because of what we do for them and like as we mm-hmm. evolve like send them well wishes but like let them go gracefully and I mean yes I assume so much of this is informed by experiences that you've had mm-hmm. a lot of it's experience but depends on how spooky we can get yeah, no I like let's take <laughs> um, it there oh Okay. A lot of it is channeled messages. A lot of it is sitting in meditative space. Almost every single thing that you see that I've written, even since long before, what, put it like this. When I came back to doing hair publicly back in 2014, whenever it was, because I had a whole, a whole life experience for about seven years that was very toxic and transformative that I had to go through that took me away from the chair again right? That I had to make it through to go through. There was life changes. And that, that period was also informed by intuitive dreams. So it's always been like, I, I allow my, you could call it faith. It really just depends on how much you believe in certain dogma views, whatever. But I allow my guided messages to take me in the directions I'm meant to go based on when I know it's time to leave or come or go or stay. So the things I write, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and that'll be the thing I'm being told in the morning. So I'll write it down because I think it's important and then I'll post it. So it'll be literally, I'm still in bed and I'll write it in the morning or sometimes late at night, sometimes. So often my messages feel like they're being triggered by some experience that's happening to me. But a lot of times I find that they're not even for me they're something that people need to hear that day or something that people need to feel or see. And I don't know that. 
I don't get to know that, right? I don't, I don't decide whether or not people need to hear it. I just give what feels natural and what I'm compelled to give. And it just, it leads the theme, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Cause I feel like it's like, it's almost <laughs> like it comes through you and I can definitely vouch for like people need it because I've needed it. Yeah. And I've definitely taken things from what you said. And I'm like, okay, like I see a theme there and like, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we talked a little bit before we started the episode, but like about how, as you've gotten healthier and as I've gotten healthier, I'm always a hairstylist, always, you know, want to, want to be associated, want to be affiliated, want to be like, I'm, I'm one of them. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, the healthier I've gotten and the less I've needed the validation and less that I've needed other people to like, quote unquote, like fill my worth tank, the less I'm drawn to it in the ways that I found kind of almost like it was like a drug to me. Yeah. So what's that? That makes sense. Yeah. What's that been like for you? Because I, I mean, what people probably don't know because I didn't post my reading from you, but like I, mm-hmm. I did a reading with you recently and I found it to be so like peaceful and grounding and I recommend that everyone get one from you because I love, and I was sharing this <laughs> with a friend, I love that you don't have to get on a phone call, you don't, you don't have to like, you know, divulge a big part of your heart that's scary to do like mm-hmm. in words. It's almost like you write down your question or what you're going through and and like to get back like the beautiful presentation of what you do and just to feel like I remember I was just like giddy that I got it, but then also just felt like grounded and like I could interpret it and it was it was like broad enough that I felt like, okay, like I don't need to like make any sudden changes today because I think sometimes readings can feel like that. But um, yes. can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so more the process of that yeah, or how, and how I like, arrive at that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the question so, is. Just go. I will say that every time I've felt either lost, scared, stressed, um, stuck in an anxious spell, going into a deep depression, so on and so forth, I wanted to be guided, right? We, we have a call to want to be guided, but there's a fine line I personally feel between forcing people deeper into their fear and showing people how in control of themselves that they really are. So I grew up um, around intuitives. It's been natural in my family forever. I have ancestors who did this work. It's not, I've been told by mediums before I started it that this is where I was supposed to be headed. Like it's, it's just naturally there, right? But what I didn't want to do, I knew it was coming, but what I did not want to do is leave people feeling with like they have more questions than they started with. And not because like you're saying on the third day, you will receive this, whatever, whatever, but because I want people to come back to the middle of themselves. Like you are here living your experience. Okay. It sounds cliche because of how much we hear it, but it's the truth, the truth without question you always can come back to the center. Like I always, this is, this is the way I visualize it. So there's, there's like a a sliding scale. Okay. And the center or the core of that sliding scale is like everything you love about life in general, whether it's memories, people, hobbies, all these things. And then 
your joys, like how you associate it with joy, when you can forget about how to live and you just live, right? That's the center of the scale. And everything that we do say, feel kind of slides up and down it, right? And there's a feeling for me when someone comes to me and gives me a question that is helping me pull them back to the center of that scale. You know what I mean? It's not... It's not like the answer, the ultimate answer. It's like, well, I can feel before I even start channeling for you that the part of you that's pulled too far from what you love and enjoy is the part of you that is sitting in this space of feeling lost. So let's bring that back, right? So that's one aspect of it. That's the thing I think that connects us as humans is wanting the people we love to be happy. And I I am dedicated to loving people. That's the first core value. And I think that that's why hairdressers are such a huge, deeply passionate group of people to begin with is because we're, we really just want people to feel loved and valued while we feel love and valued. Right. So that's just like the core, the core of it all. So as we slide away from that, it's just, my readings are to pull people back to that. Now I will also say sometimes people need harsher messages. Mm -hmm. Some people you know, I've had people who really need to hear real shit. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know if we're allowed to. I love swearing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, people need to hear it. And, and even in those readings, I'm very careful to make sure that I'm delivering exactly what's being told. Because there's details that I'll get that I don't understand that make no sense to me at all right? Nothing. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I've done readings for people who have private accounts. I don't like, there's, I don't know you. I don't know you. Like sometimes I know you, but sometimes, most of the time I don't know these people. They show up because they feel that they wanted a reading from me. And that's the difference I think between this and maybe my hair work, which I can tell you why I feel that they're a little different, but there's, there's a pull for you to receive from whoever you decide to receive from for a reason that's deeper than just the immediate moment. So a lot of times people think that they're receiving a reading, you know, to find out whether they're going to have a baby next year. And what they find out is that the reason why they're so worried about next year is because there's something that they're not addressing today. Wow. You know, so that's, and it's, and it's never my decision what that person hears. It's like, it comes through the way it's meant to. I mean, I give you an example. I had a girl that I did a reading for yesterday who I don't know. I've never met, don't know anything about her. Don't know her career. Don't know nothing. Okay. She came to me for a reading and her reading was so focused on like, I kept getting flashbacks of times when I would be approached like at barbecues or at random places or just out in public. I would just be approached by people who were mediums to tell me that I was supposed to do this work, right? And I felt like I was supposed to tell this person this. Wow. Two things. Number one, in the reading, I told her I was a hairdresser, blah, 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 this stuff. She didn't even know I was a hairdresser. She found me for my spiritual work and she was a hairdresser trying to figure out her way out of the industry. And she also had been feeling that she was supposed to do this work, but didn't know how to get there. And there were specific words. So it's like, you don't know the reason. You don't get to know the reason, me. It's not my choice. It's my duty. You know what I mean? So that's really why this feels, this feels like 
You know how sometimes we want to get on stages or start new projects or do certain types of hair. We're like, I'm so worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. It's not about us. It's our duty to provide for the people who we're trying to help. So to me, it's about duty, discipline, duty, and joy. Like that's, I hope that wasn't no, a tangent, but that's it. where we are. No, I love it. And actually, <laughs> yeah. like, like when I went to your profile, it doesn't say anything about being a hairstylist. And that's where like, it is kind of crazy that that girl found you. And I find yes. that like, is that what's helped you to like step more into what you're doing is just this, like, it's like not getting in your head about it being about you and being like, I'm called to do this. Cause I find for me, yeah. I'll say like, you know, doing, she makes waves and like being like, no, like I need to hear this stuff, but like, I don't need to be embarrassed or shy or afraid to do it because it's bigger than me. And I think like, I yes. say a lot, you have to find something bigger than you. And I feel like for you, it's like, you know, there, there are a lot of people that maybe don't believe in what you do, but like, mm -hmm. I'm not one of them. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's so fascinating. And so like, when you talk about that scale and like getting people back to the center of themselves, cause I'm so visual. I love that. Do you yeah. find that as hairstylists? I mean, I know you help a lot of people, but I think hairstylists in general are drawn to you because it's a kindred spirit. And yes. I also wonder if it's people that in, in an effort to show up and show love to everyone else deplete themselves don't give themselves that love and so like can you talk a little bit about like what you like I know you don't like keep like a like a whiteboard where you're like all the hairstyles over here struggling with the same thing but I'm sure there's themes that emerge and I'd love to like talk about some of those because like I know I'm going to relate to them and I think so many other people will yes there's absolutely themes um I see them I'm validated in them now because of the work being so I mean, it's on paper, right? Yes. But even when I was teaching painting classes, um, a lot of the things I was feeling were in the moments after we did the formal classes, right? In the moments where after, where after the painting was done, after the mannequins are done, and you sit down with everyone, and you just start having those real talks with the people in that room, whether there's a hundred, whether there's 200, whether there's, doesn't matter, 10, it doesn't matter how many. The strain that I find in hairdressers, same, and I'm going to assume that this is also the same with people in other types of more holistic helping practices. We are in many ways through helping others, trying to heal ourselves. Like there are things that we have gone through collectively that we don't wear on the outside and often sometimes don't even really heal it so much. Like in the softest way, I have to say that we work, we work through our own traumas by working on other people. It's like a, it's a direct link to like needing to help others because of what we needed. I find that universally across the board. It's like, we're trying to be a vessel of our own pain by alchemically transforming it into something that brings somebody else joy. And then that leaves us drained, but it's not because of the hair. It's not because of the long days. It's because we commit to doing whatever it takes to walk away from ourselves because we feel if we can help someone else the way we weren't helped, then there'll be validity in that. So that's what that's, it sounds, it's really kind of dark and, no, and I, hard to grasp, totally but grasp it's the it. truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense to me. And, 
And I think that, I think that's why I always say like, I love the heart of a hairstylist. And that's why like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like, you know, people are like, I'm a dog, I'm an animal lover. I'm a this, I'm like, I'm a hairstylist lover because like, you know, like every single one that. of them has like a heart that I'm just like, it seems unreal. And so the way mm-hmm. you just said that, I'm like, it makes so much sense. And like, I think so many of us for so long don't know that's what we're doing. And I feel like, like I had to really sit with myself and realize like, oh my gosh, like this profession feels so good because I can exit my body for the day and I can Mm -hmm. show up for everyone else. And I always joke about like how it's like, I helped so-and-so FaceTime with their stepson who was estranged. It's like, yes, it's like, but but it's almost our duty. Oh, our duty allows us to walk away from ourselves. It's our duty. Right. And then we forget to come back to ourselves. We forget. And like, I, I just, I love the way you articulated that because I think that that is so relevant. And I think that it's hard to hear, but knowing, knowing Mm -hmm. that I've done that and like watch myself on the other side of it and be able to show up doing hair in a way that, it's actually like in some ways, like part of the allure for me of doing hair was that deep connection that I'm, I'm less interested in today because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Lindsay's got to keep Lindsay here. And it's like a dance now of like yeah. staying with myself and showing up for you, but showing up for you in a way that doesn't subtract myself. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's a much more conscious uh, interaction and I find yes. that it draws different kinds of people. It draws healthier people to me because there's a time that I can look at my clientele and go, oh my gosh, like there were people that loved that I like literally gave them their son my last iPhone. And I mean, I did yeah. some weird stuff. Yeah. Like you, you allowed them into you so much that they started taking more than you even had to give. That's, and that's like a really um, common theme. I mean, we have to have seminars about why we need to take lunch breaks. <laughs> Think about that. Like, why do we need to know I never that? went to one. I had to, like, learn how to take a lunch break on my own. I'm like, where were these classes? <laughs> we didn't even know. I know, right? Like, in the beginning, forget it. Like, I didn't even know, unless you were pregnant, that you were allowed to take a break. I've worked in salon. Well, then that's the other yeah. thing about the toxic culture is a lot of some... That's another thing. People are starting to talk about it now. I think that there's... The beauty, again, of personal using a tool that allows you to get your own voice and get yourself out there. Yes, there's weighted responsibility with it, but it's helping people pull out of toxic environments too. The toxic corporate salon culture basically tells you if you can walk, you can talk, you get out on the floor. That's it. Like there's no room for any shenanigans. We don't count, you know, and the only, I remember like at one of my first corporate salon jobs, like. You only, you knew someone was pregnant because all of a sudden a break showed up in their schedule. (gasps) That's crazy. Like that's crazy. Right. But that was standard. That was normal. And, and here we are now, like having conversations together on a, in the middle of the week, you know, later in the morning about self-care and like self-worth and like, this is how, you know, we've probably also been a little traumatized by the exact thing that we fell into to try to help ourselves and others better, which is ironic. Yeah, totally. And like, I have this series I'm doing with Don Bradley right now. And I said like a couple of years ago, if someone said to me, like, 
how's your worth? I would have. I said I was like, whatever the fuck that means, Jan. Line of people outside waiting to get their hair done. I'm worth it. And, yeah. and I feel like that is. And, and you know, it's funny. Like the work, like having done some work on yourself, it's like you see those people, and you like. I almost can tell when someone follows me that they're either following me because they're like, I needed this, or they're like, this person talks crazy cuckoo bananas. Uh, like it's not even real. And it's like, no, me no, too. It is. Yes. It is real. Yeah. But like, I feel like yeah. I have like two kinds of followers and it's like, I don't follow back the people that I think are following me to be like, she's full of shit. I only follow mm-hmm. back the people that I think are like there because like, I just want to be a whisper or show people that there's another way because I didn't have that. I didn't know that there were people that weren't seeing 15 people a day and I didn't, mm-hmm. and, the, and when I, I just didn't know that all of that was possible. So sometimes I think I tricked people into developing their core because you know people were following me for hair painting it was like they saw somebody who was just no bullshit hair painting no bullshit hair painting but under all my hair painting posts were some really deep messages that people needed to hear that I felt people needed to hear or what I was feeling coming from the community because there's a thing that's odd when you're talking to someone maybe can sound odd when you're not in a spiritual community, but in the spiritual community, we know that like having a public Instagram is already kind of asking for trouble because you can feel like people's energy right away. I've had people DM me and be like, I've been following you for a couple years. And for a while I was hate following you. And then I started working on myself and I realized it was because I hated myself and I hated things about myself. And you were triggering in me having to look at those things. Like I've had people say that to me and it's interesting because it will always validate two things to me. Number one, when they started following me, like you just said, I could feel something about their energy, but I, because I'm very kind of like allow people to come and go whenever they're ready. And as they please, like I just allowed it. Now, if they were to be disrespectful, they would have got blocked, deleted, you know, no questions asked. But sometimes you can feel when people are on the brink of discovering things in them inside themselves. And you might've just, so happened to be the vessel that they needed to hear it through. Yeah, you that's know? cool. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. I kind of think businesses are cool that, and I know you're a person, but you know, you are your business. It's like, mm-hmm. I kind of like when you hear like McDonald's actually isn't in food service. They're in real estate. And it's like, maybe Gina's never been in the hair business. She's always been in the spirituality business, but it's yeah. the avenue and the venue that you do it through is what kind of evolves. Yes. Shifting modalities. That's really the only thing. It's like, translating, figuring out ways to translate better. That's been what I find to be my, uh, practice Yeah, translating. And then every, the way that that translation, I mean, even when I was and I mean, I was a visual artist for a long time and wasn't doing hair. So even like when my paintings and my fine artwork, you see that I was always trying to translate the exact same message. It was just through different modalities through different it was just the the concept has always been the same it's just how it's presented that has been different yeah do you think that's true for everyone because I I relate to that like being like okay so like the way I wanted my clients to feel is like kind of you know turns out how I wanted to feel but then through feeling that way I want to help hairstylists feel that way and it's kind of like there's a consistent thread that runs through like I kind of like to think like a through line between between among everything that we do and that people mm-hmm. need to find what that is. 
Yeah, I think that when your intent is pure and you're searching for the purest version of yourself, absolutely. It's just going to translate into everything you do. Now, there's always to remember that some people aren't like that. Some people don't have, some people have very specific intent about what they do. Like I know hairdressers who it's like, it's about the money, it's about the this, and that's it. There's no talking, there's no, you know, so it really just depends, I think, on your intent. But when you have a specific, like pure intent, whether that's healing yourself, searching for yourself, you're going to put that in everything you do. It's like baking a cake. It's like your secret ingredient. You know, I, I really think that, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's cool. And I love like for people listening to like kind of get introspective, maybe even like get a reading to figure out like, what is my thing? What is the thing that I mm-hmm. bring that's special? Cause I think with social media, with the looking left and looking right, it's like so easy to see what someone else is doing and be like, I want to be like them, but that's not your secret sauce necessarily. And like, yes, if I went on and I try to do what you're doing, I'm not you. And like, I have an essence that's different. And I think that that's like kind of cool to, to, to talk about because with the way the world is like, I feel like the more you, you can be, the more you're like, mm-hmm. going to cause like, I've wanted to connect with you for a long time. And it's like kind of cool the way that it's happened. And it's cool that it's happening at a time where I'm not like, just like, Gina, what do you want to talk about? I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. It's like, Gina, I got yeah. some fucking questions, you know? So yes. I think that that's really cool. And like, do you feel like, like a lot of people come to you knowing more than they realize they know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, uh, I put it together. It's like they come to me with a puzzle that's like all over the place with all the pieces and I just put it together for them so they can see it clear. Yes, absolutely. People answer their own questions in their question a hundred percent of the time. Yes. Did I do that too? A hundred percent. Everybody does. (laughs) But the thing is, it's my job to not assume that right because because I can assume that right away I'll look and be like oh this person knows what they're supposed to do they're just asking this but then I sit down and I meditate on it and I go deeper and I I mean I can't even tell you some of the things that have happened I look at my husband sometimes I'm like why aren't you crying (laughs) why aren't you amazed at what's happening right now like people I'll hear a song in my head yours was let go for me okay right I'll hear a song in my head and it'll be ridiculous taking over the reading. And I'll be like, this is either my ADHD or I'm channeling. There's no in between. I'm going to put this, they're going to think I'm nuts or it's going to be. And I had, you know, I've had that multiple times, but not always. So it's always different. Like whatever comes through for that person. It's, it makes sense for that person, not for me. It makes sense for that person. So anyways, where this girl was just like struggling with, connecting to herself and she's been doing so much and the song that came through was a song that her parents used to sing to her when she was a little girl and it's just like I can't talk about that without crying so that's how deep the connection for those people are so it's really yes you show up because there's something you need to know right you show up because there's something you need to know way the way you receive it back is going to validate more for you than you might realize in the moment and definitely more than I realize. I'm just literally providing you with what comes up. I mean, it's it's really honestly very profound. The way I started realizing that this was where I was going to end up was because when I would have my clients, um, I would have dreams about like things that were happening in their life that I would find out the next day when they would be there in the chair that morning. And then And then I started having body pains and throbbing in certain parts of my body. And then I would find out that they were struggling with 
scans or something like it would be, it's very directly connected through body pains and like dreams and thoughts like that. And I started to realize that that's where this was going because my hair clients, it was, it was coming through for them. And I would be getting ready in the morning and be like, somebody's having issues with like their left breast. Like I know like that's very, and it would be, and then I would have a client that day that would lead me there. Or I would have a thought about someone who I love very, 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 very much. And then my client would share intimate things with me that took them a lot like coming out or something that I would know that that was why I was thinking about that person. So it's just, it's really beautiful. I don't get to decide it's the people who led them to me that are deciding. Wow. Yeah. How about what you yeah, said? Yeah, it's beautiful. You said before you would maybe touch on like how like being a hair, like what, what some of the differences that you found between like your clients behind the chair and your clients with what you're doing now. So as you know, clients behind the chair come for their own reasons too, right? Their intention is different. Some people just simply need space to be away from their kids Mm or to just like take time. Some people come because they literally enjoy you and they don't really even care what you do to their hair. They just know that you'll take care of them. And those are my favorite clients, you know, because I know my intent and they trust my intent. And then again, it's the duty and intent thing. Right. But, um, then there's some people who literally just want to look like a bomb ass bitch and they want to go like, you know what I mean? And it's their decision. Like I'll have someone be like, look, I love you. I love your work. I like the way you do it. I know you have your own boundaries, yada, yada. I read it, whatever. But this is what I'm telling you. I need to work when I'm here. I'm going to have my headphones in and my computer on. Is that cool? I don't want to talk. Yeah, that's cool. Your intention's pure. I know why you're here. We're going to do that. Now, what I will not take is manipulative people, people who show up and have the sob story that you can feel, you know? Now, with this work that I'm doing right now, my protections are way bigger, right? Where with hair, of course, I have boundaries. Yes, but with this, it's like, if they don't want me to work with someone's energy, they will not allow me to work with their energy. They will be like, get her out of here. Don't take her money. If I even assume or start praying on someone before I agree to do their reading, I know that it's because there's something that I'm not supposed to be doing with that person. So it's very, very different in that way, where with hair, we have to make the decision to reject or keep people based on our intuition in that moment when they're in front of us, but which can be hard or can be very hard, which is why I did in-person consultations. And I didn't care if it was ridiculous. I didn't care if it made people feel like they were going out of their way. It's like, if you show up for your 15 minute free in-person consultation, you'll show up for your three hour appointment. That was like the first standard. And if they came to that consultation and there was a free open wind Like you come, you go, doesn't matter. We meet each other. If we don't work, you leave. And I don't feel guilty for telling you that. It was very much about that. Like you come in, I can feel that you're all over the place or there's things that we just don't agree with. We don't have the same ethics, boundaries, anything in regards to what I feel my practice is behind this chair. So I'm going to tell you, thank you for coming, but there's another hairdresser out there for you, baby. Like that's just the way that it goes like in that, that type of conditioning that I learned behind the chair aided to how much more strict I am now. So it's, it's definitely like, it's the same, 
but it's different in the sense that I can tolerate even less. Wow, that surprises me. Yeah. Because I would think that yeah. since you're not in person, um, but mm-hmm. I guess what it tells me is just, it shows me how how important it is to really just like know what's good for you. And like, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's not physically in your space. Like there are people yeah. that like they're entered, like I'm really into clean energetic transactions. And like, that's how I feel like yes. my behind the chair business has gotten a lot cleaner. And, yes. and like, there are people that I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like, you know, and it was funny. I was talking to my friend at work yesterday and I said, isn't it funny how some people can go to someone else and you're not like, grossed out by it. It feels good. You're like, Hey, no, I I love her, but she sees someone else now. And I said to my friend, I go, I think the difference is, is when you know that person is like, Hey, I needed to change versus Mm -hmm. Lindsay started acting like this and she stopped trying hard. And she, you know, you know, you can tell there's like this gross energy. It's like own the fact that you're ready to move on or like, and I think we do that in salon spaces when we're ready to like quit. We want to just like hate our boss or it's like, just take some ownership own your energy and move on. Cause when there's a clean break, I'm totally cool with it. It's like the yes. one that feels mucky and that they've talked about you. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's just interesting how even, even through internet and even through a reading where you're not even physically in the space with someone, um, that mm-hmm. you still have to protect that. I think that that's a huge takeaway for me. Yes. I mean, think of it like this. Have you ever had an experience? I don't know how you do your, um, or how you were doing your consultations or bookings or things like that. But you know, a lot of people had like the text only, which was for me, the way that I controlled it. I had a separate phone, which I got a separate phone because I had a dream that I needed to. It, that's a whole other story, wow. but I'm telling you that. So a lot of these, these things have been based off that there'll be times where I get a message immediately. I know that that person is going to be a shit show when they come into the salon. Now, Whether or not I allow them in my space depends on how desperate I was at the moment, right? So if I was, if it was the middle of July and everyone was on vacation, I needed to fill my book because we needed to pay rent or whatever the reason was, and I would accept that client, even though I felt it, I'm the one who gets punished for that decision. So for me, it's like not so much about judging that person. It's more like you knew that this wasn't going to work and now you have to deal with that because you knew right away that we were trying to warn you or you were warning yourself that this was not going to be the right thing. If someone calls me or I see their, their number pop up on the screen and I immediately feel annoyed, but then I mask it and let it go. There was a reason why I felt that way. It's not because I'm, because I'm a straightforward person. You know, you, right. If you react differently to a certain person, there's a reason for that doesn't mean that they're the problem. It means that there's something about them that makes you feel, you can sense that that interaction between the two of you is not going to be natural enough to be safe or healthy, you know? Yeah. I feel like hairstylists are, and I know for myself, because I started doing this when I was 19, it's not an excuse. It's just like, I felt that so often and I just stuffed Mm -hmm. it down and was like, this is the job. Yes. Yes, of course. And then you go home crying and you're exhausted and you're in pain and you're worrying about your own worth and what you've done. I mean, listen, I, and then that's the other thing too, is then there's this other mode where we put our workout onto the public platform. And now you have all who I find to be our comrades loving the work. I mean, really we post our work more for hairdressers than we do for clients at the end of the day. Right? Like the only thing that I was really using my Instagram for in regards to clients was showing them the type of work I will and won't do. 
That was really all they needed to know is if you come to me, this is what you're going to get. And if you want something that somebody else does, these are the people I suggest because that's what they project. It's what they want. Really, we posted for each other to support ourselves because a lot of times my best work that I busted my ass doing, that client would get to the front and didn't want to pay. And it would be a huge problem, you know, and then people are reposting that friggin' picture all over the internet. And it's like beautiful when you think about it, but then you're just re-triggered over the fact that the person you did it for didn't even like it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what are we, what are we learning now? We're learning that like the same way, the way you, you want to feel, you can feel because there are people who are going to support you and you can tell people, no, you can just tell people, no, no, sorry. Well, what's the reason? I don't have to give that to you. And if you don't like it, I mean, write in your diary about it. I don't know what to tell you. No. Yeah. And I think <laughs> you that, know? That, is, that is what's so cool. I never thought about how, like, we, like, how, you know, like, honestly, like, I started realizing that you could specialize. Even though I only have ever done color, I kind of was like, yeah. oh, my God, a good colorist does everything. And mm-hmm. um, that's, like, just, like, old school thinking. But when I, when I had... Uh, a class at my last studio with Kara Richard, she has a salon in um, Santa Barbara. She came and she's like, I really don't really do balayage. And I'm like, so what about touch-ups? And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't really do them. And I was like, she's like, and I tell people, and I remember her saying it like in the same way you would with just like no attitude, because I think so many yeah. people think like to be like, I do this. It's like, and like sometimes my clients joke and they're like, I'm going to come in and you're going to say you only do blondes. And it's like, would that be crazy? You know, yes. like, but, but I think that there's a, like the way she said it was so not like, um, aggressive. It was just like the way that Kara was like, I just, I mean, I do natural lived in hair and if people want, I'm like, what about highlights? And she's like, people that want that aren't, aren't really a great fit for me. And I was just like, yeah, what is this world you speak of? And yeah, I, I don't do foils. Yeah. I don't do foils. That's it. I don't do them. If you want foils, you can go to somebody who does them. I have someone literally at the chair right next to me. Who's great. That's where you belong. Like, that's just the way it goes. And the reason is because you're the one who has to live in this work forever. So you should be doing the things that you'd like to do behind the chair because two reasons. Number one, you're going to have a more enjoyable time where you are. But number two, because you're, you're going to do it better because you actually like it, because you care about it, because you enjoy it. So you're going to work, you're going to, I mean, when I was hair painting, everything for me was about the individual fibers and like really like, there's just a fluid, natural way that I felt when I painted on hair. So that's why I did hair painting. I also enjoy haircutting, you know? So it was just very much, those are the things I enjoyed, sculpting and painting. So those are the things that I'm going to apply to my hair work and I'm going to get really good at it because of the fact that I'm obsessive over the things that I enjoy. So if you're forcing people, and even for salon owners, it's like, if you're going to force people to do things that you know that they're not good at, you're being a bad leader, number one, because do you do things that you're not good at very well? And like, if you do, how well is that received? So it's like, if you have someone come in, what is the point of putting people through a jungle gym of, uh, of worth? You know, if people tell you the first question that you should ask any single person, your assistant, your, your new stylist, your first question should be, what do you enjoy about this? What do you enjoy about this career? What do you like best? What are you interested in? That should be your first question because then you're going to be able to guide them to have the confidence to get good in what it is that they're actually interested in doing. And if that changes down the line, they'll, they'll know that you actually care about that. So it, it actually creates a healthier culture when you're not forcing people to do things that they don't want to do. Yeah, I love that. And I love 
kind of what you said about how, like, I didn't realize how much seeing other hairstylists, like, live out their dream career or follow their hearts made me feel like it was possible for me to follow mine. And it doesn't need to yes. be the same dream. Yes, yes. So, it's yours. Yeah. It's just having the, uh, the permission. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like other hairstyles have given me permission. And it's funny, like, I had someone ask me recently, like, do you, are you on good terms with this person? Are you on good terms with this person? I said, I'm on good terms with everybody. I just don't let a lot mm -hmm. of people in now because I've worked really hard to believe the things I want and where I'm going is possible. And I cannot, yeah. kind of like the energetic boundaries that you're talking about, have anyone in my, in my immediate circle or in my energy field that tells me what I want is asking too much, not possible. Yes. And because I feel like it's been such a journey and like, maybe you could talk about that a little bit about how, like, like to believe that you can shift from, and I know the pandemic and everything gave us a lot of fuel to go after what we really wanted, but like, what's yeah. that been like for you to like step into like doing these readings? Because I feel like it, it took, it took confidence and guts. Oh my God. It's been extremely terrifying because it's what I've always wanted to do. Mm. And it's like when the weight, because even my husband would ask me back in the day, like when I was doing my sponsorships and teach, he knew I was exhausted. And these, the readings, my spiritual work was what I was doing at home. So it was like, that's what I was coming back to in order to make the decisions for everything else. And then people would ask me for readings and I would do them. But then I noticed I didn't have time. I didn't have energy, time, space. So it was like, well, when I don't have to be behind a chair anymore, then I'll actually be able to do this. And it was always the when, 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 obviously we know when came right for a lot of people when is here so what have you been wanting to do when because probably yeah. should do that now you know um but it's been terrifying because of how much I have wanted it so I feel sometimes I have to talk myself out of making it heavier than it's meant to be which I think we do when we love what we do. We make it heavier, right? We make it bigger, more profound because we feel like we have to live up to it, even if we're choosing it. So it's both. It's like, I enjoy it when I'm in the moment doing it. It's beautiful and amazing, but it's also, a, a, it's responsibility that I didn't realize was going to come with just doing what I love to do, you know? I think that that is a huge takeaway. And I'm thinking about that as in hair. Like I sometimes make hair so heavy and it. And I feel like when I come back to it, like keeping it lighter, it's like, it's more fun. Like it's almost like if you love it, you have to like, and you take it so seriously, you almost sometimes beat the fun out of it. Cause it's like, yes. it can't be fun too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what I tell myself is I don't have, I set my schedule around how I feel that day. That's the real beauty of what, what I'm doing now is there's no appointments. It's remote reading. I tell you the day you'll receive it back by. And I have a, a I have a system for that. You're very and prompt. Set yes. That's my thing is because that's the thing. The type A part of you, of me is like, you have to have it done by this time. But I stopped saying that they would have it by the date I give them. What I do is I give them the date of that week. So I can adjust like on Tuesday, I just wanted to cry all day. <laughs> so that's what I did. I didn't do any readings. You know what I mean? So it's just, I've learned that the, the lack of fun is when we put too much weight on the obligation of anything, like 
in the world ever. Like if you love someone to death, but you're more afraid of losing that person than you are of enjoying that person, you're going to ruin your relationship. So it's just, it's the same thing with our jobs, with our work, what we love to do, you know? Wow. That really helps me. Cause I, and that's like, I'm, you know, I'm working with John Bradley and I'm doing my course and she was saying like, like I, she's helped me to be like, enjoy each of the process of it. And I, I yeah. love this quote and this thought of like, you're not going to arrive at a destination that feels differently than the journey did. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And like, you kind of yes. get to decide what that journey's like and we have way yes. more ownership in it. That's why I think what you're doing is so cool. Um, and I think it's cool for people to like circle back to like the essence of them or what they need to hear so that they can kind of stay on their path or get on the right path and do that mm-hmm. in a way that honors them. Yes, exactly. I just think to it's a fascinating that it's almost like we feel a sense of responsibility because, you know, there are times where people will say to me, like, like when they look at you, like, what is she talking about? She just does hair. Like when I go deep and it's like. I feel so deeply towards it because it's like what I love, but there are people that look like you at you, like you're an alien, like, Mm -hmm. like, and I, and I've gotten, I think, I think maybe you've done this too, maybe, but like, I've gotten more comfortable with the people that don't get it and Mm -hmm. being okay Mm -hmm. and like not feeling like I need to waste time to explain it to them, but be like, I'm not talking to you because like, I can tell that you, you literally think I'm on like in the twilight zone. Yeah. I mean, I think of it like, would you, well, listen, there's some people out there that would, but that's a whole other conversation. Would you be angry at someone for speaking their native language to people who are, are speaking that language? You know what I mean? Like, it's not your conversation when you're ready to understand it, you will. And if you never do, you won't. And it's, so it's really like, if you wouldn't interject in somebody else and they shouldn't have to stop you know, communicating and what's natural for them or what language they're speaking, then don't, you don't have to worry about the people who don't speak your language. That's kind of the way that I see it. Like people understand when they're ready to understand. Um, and some people never understand, not because they can't understand, but because it's not meant for them to understand. There's other things they're meant to understand. So exactly. It's like, it's a way for us to kind of filter through the dimensions and whatever way we're meant to go. Um, and what you say will resonate with the right people. That's kind of the surface level of it. But the, the internal of it is the real way to get away from having to be everything for everybody is to understand that not everybody speaks the same language. Like you don't go on a, on a, on a channel where it's speaking a language you don't know with subtitles and stay there and be like upset that they're not talking directly to you. So we can't expect that of ourselves or others either, you know? Yeah, that I love that. It's like I love that because it's like, then why are you staying on my page? Just yes, exactly, me. exactly. <laughs> it's their problem. That's why I say I'm like, you know, the people who you have a problem with or who you're judging, it's not their fault that you have a problem with distraction and comparison. It's, it's not their problem. It's your problem, right? Same thing. Like if people are coming and judging you, it's not your problem. It's their problem with distraction. It's their problem with not being able to focus on themselves. And that's what the real issue is. Every time someone has too much of an issue with what somebody else is doing, the first thing I think about is how they can't concentrate on themselves. That's the first thing. 
you know? So that's where we really need to look is like, if you're sticking around in environments, even looking in environments that you hate or that make you hate, listen, it's one thing to be standing up for what's right. It's another thing to just show up and judge each other because of whatever that person is doing different than you. You're literally just wasting time that you could have been using on yourself, that you could have been using to build what you believe is the right way, you know? Yeah, I feel like someone needed to hear that. And I know I've wasted a lot of time being concerned with other people that now has provided me a ton of energy to put into myself. Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. Because what goes awry when we're so... What goes, what goes missing from your life when we're sitting on Instagram scrolling through things that they're making us anxious? It's not just our time. It's not just our health. It's like, who's sitting across from you in the room? Who haven't you called this week that you love that you don't know if you'll ever see again? Ugh. What are you supposed to do with the things? I mean, I mean perfect example. And I, I, I wanted to bring this up at some point. I don't know if today or if I was going to write about it, but my husband, he, every time I get in an anxious spell, like in an anxious, like worried about the future. Oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Like what if people don't want to, blah, 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 you know, like all this, whatever it is. He'll be like, let's do something right now that is about love. Whether it's brushing our dog's teeth or like turning on music or like either something for each other to show that we love each other or something for her or my, our puppy that shows we love her or something that shows we love ourselves, like a bath or a shower or something. It's like, come back, come back, you know, do something that actually matters today, right now that you can control. Everything else is just like your mind controlling you. So come back, you know? Oh, I love that. And I feel like on that same note, ending with where can people find you? Because I know for some people that, that, that love thing they need to do could be getting a reading because honestly, like for me, like, like, I'm, I'll share with people like mine was let go. And that's something that's a theme in my life the last couple of years of needing to like shed kind of who I was, let go of things that have happened. And it's funny. I had a, um, I had, I, have you heard of the giving keys? There's, yes. Okay. So I've, I've gotten a couple of them for people and I've ha- gotten my first business. I had one that was a dream key and I gave it away when that partnership ended and I got one in the mail, like, the week I was closing that business and it was let go. And that was almost three uh. years ago. And I feel like the whole idea of the giving key is you're supposed to give them to someone who needs it more than you. And I did yes. give it away, but I didn't totally let go. So that reading was very, um, it, it was, a, it was like a grounding feeling. It was peaceful. And it was like, do you know, you're right. I haven't, I mean, the key was just kind of like the physical version, but I hadn't yeah. done it. So um, yeah, I'd love for you to let people know where they can find you because even if they don't sign up for a reading, um, just yes. the words you speak, um, they give me life. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm keeping it really simple right now. They can find me on Instagram at Gina Divine. Uh, if they feel compelled to get a reading, I'm same thing, keeping it simple. They can just DM me. Hey, I'm interested in your process and I'll send them the information. Um, as that changes, I will make announcements working on some ways to figure out how to make that process different, but it's as simple as that. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.